Welcome to Box Talk, a podcast for affiliates and coaches, powered by Box Pro Magazine. In the following interview with TJ Belger of TJ's Gyms, we chat about his gym's response to COVID-19. While there was a steep learning curve for Zoom, he and his team got the hang of it. Now, virtual happy hours and DIY videos on creating a pull-up bar at home are just two among their many offerings. But it's officially time to think about what comes after COVID-19. With states and cities reopening, the time for the affiliate is coming as gyms are a part of the first phase. TJ said every gym owner right now needs to create three spreadsheets that detail out a great, good, and bad future scenario. From hybrid models, to having a clear business message, to even what his staff will look like, TJ notes there's a lot to think about for what lies ahead. He challenges other owners to start doing the same. So here's my interview with TJ. Hopefully it spurs you into thinking about the future. Well, welcome to this episode of Box Talk. I'm your host, Heather Hartman, editor of Box Pro Magazine, and I am here with a very special guest, TJ, all the way out on the West Coast. TJ, it's great to have you here. Can you just say hey to our audience, tell them who you are and where you're coming from? Hey, everybody. This is TJ Belger. Uh, First of all, Heather, thank you so much for having me, and I am the owner of TJ's Gyms. We have three locations in Marin County, California, uh, just north of San Francisco. Yeah, awesome. Cool, TJ. Well, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, And we've been doing these podcasts quite regularly, of course, because it is just craziness out there. So I would love an update. What is going on with you? What's going on with TJ's gyms? Uh, How has the coronavirus, you know, impacted you all? Can you just kind of give us an overview of what's happening? Well, uh, hopefully everyone, any of the listeners had a chance to also take in uh, Craig Howard's um, uh, interview, which was great. I listened to it myself as I do most of these podcasts. And uh, I'm in the same area, Bay Area, uh, within 40 miles of Craig. So we had our shutdown in mid-March and we did the same thing Craig did. We did our loan program to all our clients, members, and we hopped right on the disaster that was Zoom classes out of the gate. Uh, <laughs> steep learning, steep, sharp learning curve, which uh, I think we have pretty dialed in at this point. Um, and uh, um, we've been also uh, online virtual personal training, programming, um, delivering of equipment, uh, constant maneuvering of gear uh, to get it to people who need it. And yeah, that's where we've been uh, since this thing started. Yeah. Okay. Well, we have to talk about Zoom because you said it was a disaster. <laughs> so, <laughs> what happened? What happened with that? Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it a disaster. Let's put it this way. I, I, you know, at the first class, I turned it on, so it, it actually came on, right? So there I was yes. standing in front of these people, and I had been on minimal zoom or or calls like that i think as most gym owners don't have experience with that and so i i didn't know the protocols i didn't know how to work volume control or how to mute people or unmute people or how to you know what their setups were or or you know all that stuff obviously i'm an audio visual coach right and one of my superpowers, I feel, is the nonverbal communication in the room. And man, there's none of that. So um, I, I didn't know how to fill the dead air. 
I didn't know how to, you know, I had to learn really quick how to coach people. And that was the main thing. Right out of the gate, I would say 90% of the people didn't turn their cameras on in the first day of classes. And I learned to give my speech that I said, look, I am still coaching you. My eyes are on you. I, am, I need to visually see you. Don't point your camera at the ceiling. Don't point your camera from your shoulders up. I need to see you from your shoulders to your knees. And if you move around, move that camera up and down so I can actually coach your movement. And everybody bought in. So since then, we've probably had 99% of the people turn their cameras on with that message of we are still coaching. We're not just throwing a workout, a pre-recorded workout up here that is, you know, randomly going to be, you know, displayed wherever it is. Uh, the other thing we did was we stuck with our programming model, which the message has always been we are a strength and conditioning facility. We are not going to give you twenty minute a 20-minute class of burpees and push-ups and sit-ups. You are going to find a backpack. You're going to load it with as much gear, your books, rocks. I don't care what you put in it. You're going to find a second backpack. You're going to do the same thing. You're going to find a third backpack. You're going to do the same thing if you have no gear. And we are going to do a strength portion, an A1, A2, back and forth of squat, bend, push, and pull, whatever it may be. And then we're going to have a conditioning workout, and we're going to run these quote-unquote classes the same way we did when we had all the equipment in the world. And having that directive right away by, if you were coming to your second class, standing there with just your body weight, shrugging your shoulders, you know, I'm originally from New Jersey, you're going to get a little bit of an earful, right? Like I told you to have a backpack. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't have one. Okay, well, this is going to be a little monotonous for you. And so that's the way I kind of snapped people into shape. Like, okay, look, I know we're going through stuff here, but let's go. Let's go. Come on, get your stuff together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I say, stop. Am I allowed to curse on this? I said, stop on Go purpose. ahead. I would have normally just said say stuff. it. Just All right. Say it. Get your shit. Get your shit together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were people pretty so that's, responsive that was the story to then. you? Uh-huh. But were people responsive to that? Like, did they did they get the backpacks together? Cool. hundred uh, percent. My next message was, okay, you guys need a pull up bar. Walmart is still selling doorway pull-up bars. You need to buy a water pipe. We put up videos on DIY stuff. We, we, oh, you know, cool. we said, look, it's not just bent over rows with a backpack. You ha- there's nothing wrong. Here's how you get a strap from Home Depot. I'll go to Home Depot for you and pick up the strap and drop it off. This is what a carabiner looks like. I'll bring it over. You can set it up. You know, doing all of these things so people had options and constantly were challenged um, the next thing that played into that was um, I put up, so our, what, our, what we do is we have the live classes. We have, if you have a membership, you have access to the live classes. You have access to the pre-recorded Zoom classes. I also put up a daily three-minute video on YouTube that is for the workout. So if you want to just grab it and get the three-minute instruction as to what the warm-up is, what the workout is. We do that as well. And then we also do private programming for certain people who are like, I need you to tell me what to do personally. And we do that as well. Um, so we were making sure that every single person was getting the attention that need, they needed individually. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I love that. And there was something that you'd said at the beginning, too, that you were doing equipment deliveries and even you saying you would go yeah. to Home Depot for them and buy them a strap. I, I was like, wow, that's really that's really cool, TJ, that that you guys are going to that length to to serve the membership and to help them in this time. I feel like our, the members just need help right now. Thousand percent for 30 years. That's, I've been a personal trainer and gym owner for 30 years. I have had an hourly schedule. Every hour of every day, I have something scheduled in my back in my, my, what was that little book you used to have that you used to write your appointments in before the internet? <clears throat> day timer. I used to have my day yeah, timer that I used yes, to, have to write my yeah. appointments in. And now I have my Google calendar and it's no different. At far, starting at 5 a.m. until whenever my day ends, there is something to be done. There's someone to be called. There's someone to be, there's a class to be taught. There's someone that to reach out and contact to see if they need help. There's somebody that needs help. And um, we have the unique opportunity as these gym owners uh, in this style, as I like to say, in this Navy SEAL style that's different from a franchise gym owner, that's different from, I don't know, other styles of fitness, that we can do whatever we want. We can, we can be the people who help where uh, nobody else is, is offering to help. And we actually can do that. And if I don't have those appointments, if I'm not doing that stuff, I, I don't know. I don't know what I would be doing with my day. I'm, I feel like I am incredibly lucky with the opportunity to create work that might not generate that half hour phone call or that hour drive to Home Depot might not generate revenue in that moment. But I'm thinking about 10 years from now, as everybody else should be. So uh, my goal is to come out of this with my base, quote unquote, whoever that might be, feeling like, okay, I'm not going anywhere. This guy showed up. He showed up and he, he, he under-promised and over-delivered. That's what I think every gym owner should be doing if they want to I be love, in this business. Yeah, no, and I, I love that. I love having that mentality of, you know, wanting to people come out of this singing, like, I'm not going anywhere because, like you said, he, he delivered. So can you maybe um, talk about a few ways, uh, specific ways you're, you're doing that delivery? I mean, you know, literally equipment delivery, but maybe some other things that you guys are doing. I know you guys have some happy hours that you've been putting on, um, other things you're like, doing to keep the community connected, maybe that you've learned over the past, you know, six weeks or so of like, this is really working. This is helping our members see that we're serving them really well. Can you give them maybe some specifics? Yeah, sure. So there's a lot of generic things that people are doing. They're generic now that are awesome. Uh, you know, bingo parties, happy hours, offering free online talks and seminars with uh, that are specific content, whether it be nutrition or or I did a, I did one the other day for anyone who is 65 plus years old. Just an open seminar. Anybody in the world could attend. Uh, and a majority of the people who came to that seminar were not current members of the gym. They were people's parents back in Michigan or the Midwest or the Southeast, which was great. It was so fun. It was so motivating. Um, so constantly coming up with ways to have value, to give a, an offering. So something like the happy hour that we did, we broke our happy hours down into very specific class times. So we said the 5 a.m gym in San Rafael, we're, in, we're personally inviting you guys to come to this. 
it, we didn't open it to, oh, the whole San Rafael gym, because the reality is the evening people don't really know the morning people. So we wanted to make it as specific as we could. Now, did this add, that means that I'm doing a happy hour every night, but so what? That's, that's part of the deal. You know, I'm breaking it down into the minutiae. I'm trying to keep it very simple and I'm trying to do it well. Um, the other thing I think that we're doing is constant communication, constant mm. communication to the staff, the members, the landlords, the, the, the former members. We are, you know, we're reaching out to anyone and everyone. I mean, I, I spend probably as much time, eh, maybe not as much time, but reaching out to former members. Hey, how can I help? Hey, what can I do? What's going on? Are you keeping up with your fitness? We have these offerings if you want to jump in, right? Um, and we've gotten a response from that. Um, we have obviously, just like everybody, seen a drop off in membership and revenue. You know, I'm sure every gym has had a fairly tremendous drop in revenue. But being as honest and open with anybody and everybody that we can has completely worked for us. And part of the time that I jump on phone calls with members is not only to ask for their help, but to find out in their specific, you know, right before this phone call, Heather, I was able to talk to one of my members who moves huge freight from China to the United States. It's what he does. Oh, wow. And my, and me calling him just to check in. Cause I was like, this is going to be a valuable conversation for this podcast I'm going on. I was, mm -hmm. I said, Neil, why is there no gym equipment? Why are there no kettlebells? Why are there no dumbbells? Why are there no? And he broke it down for me and he said, look, these folks, they take a break for uh, Chinese New Year. They take it very seriously. They take a couple weeks off. Then they got hit with this pandemic. Then they got staggered opening. And the reality is that gym equipment manufacturers, or I should say suppliers, they have, they have a tiny pad. They have a tiny, so in that week, everybody knew that they were closing. Anyone online or the guy who is in the town next to you that supplies gym equipment, that's all they got. So they got mm. completely sold out, no resupply. He said something to me very interesting. He said, um, so he's working with this one company where they're dealing with toys, literally toys for Christmas. He said, there's not going to be any toys. There's going to be very limited supply of actual physical toys for Christmas. Wow. Because there's just not they're getting staggered starting right now they're the the, the factories are opening and then closing and then reopening they're mm. putting out 30 percent of their output because they're only bringing on you know 30 percent of the staff so there's all these things that by talking to people and just saying hey neil hey mary hey whoever uh, give me your give me your perspective on what's going on out, out in the world. And they're like, well, I'm actually an iCloud storage. And I was like, what? Well, I had no idea. That's got to be cool. He's like, oh, I'm killing it right now. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Tell me what iCloud storage is. Mm -hmm. So you're immediately able to gain perspective that when you get on that Zoom class, you can share information. Because once again, one of the things that I always preach with my coaches is that what your job is, is to provide an energy in the room. And if everybody watches the Game of Thrones finale, well, that next day in class, it's pretty easy to, to create content, right? I mean, it's like, hey, did anybody see Game of Thrones? Oh, it sucked, oh, it's great, oh, oh. and now you've got energy. Well, right now, nothing's happening. So you need to be digging in deep 
through your membership to find content, find out what people are doing on the day to day. Ask if you can share the con some of the conversation, you know, without a ton of the specifics. And then, you know, creating these virtual conversations, no different than you would in a regular class. Mm. Um, some of the other things that we're doing is planning. Planning is huge. Life is going to be different. If you are not sitting down and creating three spreadsheets of what your next year or two are going to look like, in great, good, and bad, three different models, I don't know what else you're doing with your time. I mean, you, you own a business. So as a gym owner, you have to be planning, planning, planning. You have to say, this is what's gonna happen if my landlord says or does this. This is what's gonna happen if 90% of my members come back. This is what's gonna happen if 30% of my members come back. Um, and you have to just be on that spreadsheet thinking up of new models so you're not prepared uh, so you are prepared you're not surprised um as well uh, in the planning part it's what is what does your future membership op options look like yeah. zoom classes mm -hmm. are not going away i mean mm -hmm. Pel peloton set the bar so mm -hmm. you better realize that if you want to be competitive you are going to be offering five classes a day and three virtual classes a day moving forward. And if you're not, your competitor is. And if you're not figuring out how that's going to work into your finances, how that's going to work into your month to month, that's bad news. Where, where, where are you going to do these classes? Do you have a studio set up? You're, you're not going to let your coach do it from their bed. You have to have a physical space that looks pretty good where someone is putting these classes on and it, and the, the camera is good and the lighting is good and they have mm -hmm. a barbell and they have dumbbells and they have a, a medicine ball so they can show the movements and they can coach. Um, so creating hybrid memberships around that whole thing is huge as well as right now planning. Are you selling programming right now? Are you selling virtual personal training? And look, it's uncomfortable but picking up the phone and telling people that you have it and you want to know if they want it, one in three people typically say, yeah, yeah, I want that. But yeah. mm -hmm. if you don't pick up the phone because it's uncomfortable, this is what you have to do right now. You know, you can't, people are obviously not walking in the door or finding you online. So <laughs> that is. I hope they're not walking hustle. in the door. <laughs> that would be brilliant. Right, exactly. Well, quarantine. <laughs> Well, it depends on where you are, right? I mean, you know, different places. That is true. I don't know who's listening to this, but um, what else? Tons of research we're doing. Um, we're scouring our YouTube channel, MailChimp, our website, um, to see what kind of response, who's opening things, our, our newsletter, uh, who's opening, who's reading it, who's clicking it, what what are they clicking, what are they looking at, what is their response? Um, we are not running any ads or anything like that on Facebook. I don't think that my direct, I've done it before. It hasn't been phenomenally successful, but I think who knows, I'll try it again in the, in the virtual space. Maybe there's people, you know, I'll broaden the offering to a, to a wider space. And, and if people seem like they're interested and that's great. Um, organizationally, a lot of work, meaning did you lay people off? Are you going to bring them back? Are you communicating with your staff? Are they coming back? I know some of my staff is not. 
some have told me they're like, I'm, I'm, I'm moving back home to Virginia. I'm, I'm, wow. you know, I'm, I'm going back to my parents' house. I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm done kind of in California. Um, so I have to be prepared for that. Um, we're lucky where I wouldn't say lucky. I hate the word lucky, but we have enough staff who are working that we're able to do all of this stuff that I'm talking about. But at the same time, I personally and my wife, Allison, who I run the gyms with, are doing this all day. It is our job. It is what we've decided to do. I'm a glass half full guy. I believe that a lot of effective work will end up creating something in the future. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen Tiger King. I, I mean, I, there's things going, I don't know. I haven't watched, I haven't spent any time on Netflix. I haven't, I mean, I just, I come home exhausted because of how much I did that day. And I think that that's where people have to be as an entrepreneur right now. So. Yeah. Well, we can bond over having not watched Tiger King cause I have not watched it either. So we can bond over. All right. That, All uh, right. <laughs> No, but I think I think you bring up a lot of good points. And that was definitely where I want to spend some time on the podcast today on this episode is talking about, you know, thinking ahead. Like I, I that's important and that's kind of where we are now that dust has settled a little bit, people have their feet under them, you know, as much as they can. But I think you make a great point about those three spreadsheets specifically. And thinking about, you know, that great, good and bad scenario. And even right. a lot of the questions you pose, you know, whether staff is coming back or what membership as membership pricing is going to look like, what membership is even going to, you know, hold in terms of hybrids, hybrid stuff. So I guess, TJ, maybe do you have any advice on like where an affiliate could start with all that? Cause that's a lot. It's a lot of information. If someone's like, Whoa, I haven't even started thinking about this. Like the spreadsheet idea is really good, but where do I even begin? What would you say to that? You, you begin by uh, creating your base. So what I mean by that is, and everything I'm, I'm speaking about has come out of some business book, some seminar, some thing that I've picked up along the way. None of these are, are original ideas for me. The one that comes to mind is uh, the book that, called The Pumpkin Plan. Mm -hmm. And the idea is you have one person guaranteed who is your guy or gal, but is your person who is all they want to see is you succeed. Everybody has that person, okay? You'd prefer it's not your mom, okay? You want it to actually be a paying member and you need to go to that person and say, hey, look, what do you think I should do? And when he says this, that, and the other thing, you start thinking about, okay, who's, the, who's another, maybe not perfect, but close to pumpkin plan person? And you say, well, what do I need to do? You take that base, you create communication with them, you find out what they're thinking, could be five, 10, 15, shit, I don't know, it could be 20 to 100 people. And you start creating this, this constant communication, which immediately makes them feel like they're part of it. You need your community, right? People love community. You have the ability to create that now, constant communication. You will find out who your base is. 
you might go to a pumpkin plan person and you might say, Hey man, you got time? Jump on a call. And he's like, absolutely. You jump on that call and they say, Hey, look, um, uh, I know you just, you called me, but I'm going to quit. And I know you loaned me some equipment and I'm returning it. And so I just wanted to let you know, you, and you could be shocked. You could think, Oh, I thought this was going to be my main guy. And you say, okay, well, look, that's no problem. I'll, I'll grab that equipment from you. But, but I, I still wanted to pick your brain on some stuff. You never know what, what kind of gold you could mine from that conversation. Mm -hmm. Now yeah. that that person is unburdened, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so that I think is key as a member you are teaching Zoom classes, hope, I mean, as an owner, you're teaching Zoom classes, you're, you're doing stuff, but you should be working those phones, just constantly working those phones, scheduling, sending text messages, hey, do you have time tomorrow for 15 minutes? Hey, can we get on the phone? Hey, all that stuff that you could possibly do. That, that I think is, it's crazy if you're not doing that right now. Hmm. Then, and then yeah. the next part is, is creating that spreadsheet of what people are saying, mm -hmm. you know, pretty simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, that, those are, that's a great point. Uh, asking people, I mean, I know I've gotten that advice from many an affiliate being like, this is what you need to do. <laughs> you need to ask, you know, these core people, what do they want and how are you serving them well and how can you do better and all that kind of stuff. So why not start there? So no, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I am kind of curious, TJ, uh, with with your your business specifically. What are you looking to implement in the next? You know, I know a few you know weeks or time is kind of relative at this point because we never know what's going to happen. But what are you guys looking to do? Maybe do you have some things that you guys are like? You know, we are going to have this. Like you mentioned, having hybrid uh, options. You know, you mentioned um, making sure your staff's in place. Like, what are you guys specifically thinking about maybe implementing uh, when it comes to reopening or when it comes to like the next year? Have you thought about that all? And could you share that with us? Well, for example, uh, we, we have, we pay a lot for rent in the area that we live. And so immediately there's no more luxuries. So I, I no longer have the luxury of having an office. So that needs to be a filming studio. That needs to be set up where a coach can roll in there, uh, run a class, and it looks good. It's high quality. Um, uh, so that's the first thing. We're, we're definitely going to be maximizing every inch of our space to be dedicated towards revenue at some point. Um, going to the staff and finding out and, and, and letting them know that the new career is going to be a combination, a hybrid of virtual and in-person. And that's just the way it is. And if they don't want to be in a career like this, then they're going to have a hard time because this is my feedback is that my members are like, Hey, you know, uh, I got a little bit of a setup here. I'm in my basement and I have, you know, two sets of dumbbells and a couple kettlebells. And if I can't make a class, I would really still be into coming to, uh, you know, a zoom class. Well, okay, great. Well, and then me saying to them, well, what, what would stop you from coming to a regular class? Oh, you know, travel for work, whatever it is. That opens up the door for me to say, well, how about some virtual personal training or programming to mm -hmm. also supplement on that? I mean, somebody's membership might have five different hybrid parts to it. It might have one personal training session a week along with two virtual classes, an in-person class and two days of programming. Why is that not a membership? That is the new membership. 
Um, so that's going to be automatic, this a la carte building memberships for people. Um, you are going, we are going to shrink. So that is meaning our membership is going to shrink. You have to know that that's the case. Um, you have to realize that the key to being successful is your revenue per member number, not your number of members, because those days are over. And they're over not just because of the current pandemic, but also because when we open, the F45s and Orange Series and franchises are going to come roaring back in. And there's going to be a lot more offerings out there. And you want to have your message clear. You want to know what you're offering. You want to be in competition with them uh, and for what they're offering because they're going to charge top dollar. And you're going to say, well, I don't know. My place doesn't look as slick and clean as them. And, you know, I don't have, not everybody has branded logos or wears a headset when they coach the guy. Whatever, you need to get that out of your head. There are people who want to come to you. You need to be very specific with your offering. You need to be competitive with what you're doing. And then you need to live up to that level, of course. Um, but that's something you have to think of is that I, 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 I lop off. I don't know. 50% of your number that you used to have as far as members, you know, I mean, that's a good place to start. How am I going to make it with 50% of the members that I had before? So um, that's just a, that's just a reality and it's a pr preparation you need to make. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's some good food for thought, uh, especially that number 50% that it's, I'm sure we have listeners who are like, what? That's scary. But I think it's sure. reality. As you said, it needs to be considered. It needs to be planned out and we got to get those spreadsheets going. Let's get those spreadsheets going. Right. So yeah, right. no, awesome. TK. Cool. Um, and then kind of, you know, start to wrap up. I, I love asking this question. Um, and I know there's a lot going on and I mean, you've already given so much good advice and thoughts and, uh, just what you guys are doing and what you're looking ahead to. But if you had to tell our listeners today, one thing, one, one piece of advice, or even if it's just an encouragement, um, what would it be? What would you say to our listeners today? If you could only tell them one thing. Um, nobody, do you have the opportunity? I'm a glass half full guy. Um, I, I, <laughs> this curse of entrepreneurialism that I have, which makes me crave, um, when things are a little out of control. I think that's part of the attribute of being an entrepreneur is that when things are organized and going well, you get real itchy and uncomfortable because you're like, uh, what am I supposed to be doing? I'm not creating right now. And mm -hmm. when, um, when there's chaos, I'm like, and I think most entrepreneurs are like, okay, this is what I'm talking about. This is, this kind of stress is what drives me. And it might feel negative and you might be like, oh, I don't like this, but it's why you're an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. It's a perfect pool to be swimming in right now. It's a perfect place. I will say this, that my entire career, I, what motivated me or what prompted me um, to do research was, was looking at people and saying to myself, there's somebody out there doing it better than me. And what I need to do is find them, figure out what they're doing, make it my own in my own weird way, and then I'll be okay. Well, that's gone. 
There is nobody doing it better than anybody. You have the opportunity to get out there and be like, I got no idea, but I'm, I'm doing something. I'm actually doing something. And that's, that's the key. And as long as you can feel like, you know, you are, you are working hard, scheduling, filling that calendar, making phone calls, being on the upside of things. When you talk to people, people start revealing their hand about where they are, about oh, I'm nervous and I don't feel great. I don't, then you get the opportunity to be that person to say, well, what are you nervous about? Let's talk it out a little bit. You don't have to offer them a solution. You just have to be the only one in their lives who's asking. And by doing that, that's, that's where I think I'm at. I, if, you're a, if you're a wallflower entrepreneur, that's not my jam. I don't, know how to, I don't know how to get you going out of your whole thing. Maybe your general manager or somebody else can do the stuff you want to do, but you are the captain of the ship. So it's, it's time to captain the ship. The seas are rough. You got to come out of your cabin. You got to get behind the wheel and you got to do something. I like that picture. Seas are very rough indeed. And yet you need to yeah. come out and you need to right. sail that, sail that ship that you have. So yeah, no, for sure. Yep. No, that's, yeah. that's good. Captain, Captain, Dan, Captain Dam and, and Forrest Gump loves, they, you know, <laughs> Captain Dan loved those rough seas and he what did. ended up happening, right? Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's great advice, TJ. I, I really do. And I, I think it's, I think it's good. And for those listening today, hopefully you've been prompted to start really thinking about the future, start, you know, uh, putting those spreadsheets down, asking those questions of uh, that base set of members that you're like, yeah, these are the type of people that are the makeup of my gym. Hopefully TJ has inspired you to do some of that. And if not, maybe you need to listen to this episode again. Um, but no, it's, that's, I think it's some really awesome stuff. So TJ, Hey, thank you so much taking the time today to talk to me, to talk to our listeners, to answer questions and just kind of give some insight what you all are doing and uh, even insight into, Hey, here's what might be coming and here's how we're preparing. So I really appreciate you being on the show today. My pleasure, Heather. Thank you so much. I'm happy to talk to anybody should they uh, feel like they want to ask any questions. And that wraps it up for this episode of Box Talk. If you liked what you heard or you have an idea of what you'd like to hear, Let me know by emailing heather at peakmedia.com, peak spelled P-E-A-K-E. As always, thanks for dropping in.